Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hate to say this, but it's almost the end of summer. It's mid-August already, and the end of summer is near. And for many of us, that means our kids might be going to school for the first time, starting kindergarten. They might be going back to school if they're a little older and they've already had a few years of school under their belts. And for many of us with babies and toddlers, our children aren't going back to school, but the end of summer still means that we're going to start to get back into some more regular routines. For many families, summer means cottage time and late night barbecues and pool parties and just being really off schedule. And then the arrival of September means that we get our lives back on track, our schedules back on track. And that means getting sleep back on track too, if we've sort of let our child's sleep schedule fall by the wayside for the summer months. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about that. Five top tips from me about getting sleep schedules back on track when the fall hits. You might consider these back to school sleep tips, but again, they really, most of them will relate to younger children too, babies, toddlers who aren't going to school or back to school, but are maybe going back to daycare after an extended period away, starting daycare for the first time, we're just getting back on more of a schedule where maybe we didn't have so much of a schedule over the summer months. The first thing I recommend does kind of relate more to preschoolers and older children, and it's starting to adjust your child's schedule back to a normal schedule for them a few weeks before school starts or daycare starts. So I say this is for older children because most infants and toddlers don't sleep in. We don't necessarily put them to bed super late. And even if we do, they don't sleep in the next morning. So this tip, starting to adjust your child's schedule a couple of weeks before the fall, before school starts, before daycare starts, is really if your child has actually been going to bed a bit later and sleeping in a bit later than they normally would the next morning over the summer months. So this might be If you're five-year-old, if you're lucky enough that your five-year-old has gotten on a summer schedule where they can go to bed a bit later and they sleep in a bit later, but now they're not going to be able to sleep in anymore because school is starting. Or it might be my 11-year-old, same thing. We've let her go to bed a little bit later over the summer months when we were camping and cottaging, and now we need her to wake up earlier because her school starts at eight o'clock in the morning. So if you are in that kind of situation, I would suggest that you start a couple of weeks in advance, you move your child's bedtime about 15 minutes earlier than it had been over the summer, and you move morning wake up about 15 minutes earlier too. And then every few nights, you do 15 minutes earlier again until you get to the point where you're at the bedtime you want your child to have during the school year. So that's just a tip about starting the adjustment early. Once the fall hits, stick to your new schedule, your back to school schedule, back to regular schedule, stick to it seven days a week whenever you can. We don't want to try to have your child catch up on sleep on the weekend after an exhausting and overscheduled week of late nights, evening extracurricular activities, 
you know, evening swim lessons, that kind of thing. A lot of families will be tempted to think that they can keep their child up late during the week and they'll just catch up on sleep on the weekends. Most young children, again, don't sleep in. So just because you put them to bed late all week long and on Friday night too, doesn't mean they're going to sleep in and catch up on sleep on Saturdays and Sundays. Most young children will still wake up at their same normal time every morning and then just be really tired because they're not catching up on sleep. They're not doing that teenager sleep in that older kids will do. So try to stick to your normal bedtime and wake up time seven days a week whenever you can once you get back into routine. Establishing a regular bedtime routine or getting your old bedtime routine that you had before the summer months hit back on track is a really good idea. Start your child's bedtime routine around half an hour before you want them to be in bed for the night and allow them that chance to wind down and give them those cues that sleep time is arriving. Implementing consistent sleep cues each night to help your child's body and mind prepare for sleep can really help them to go to sleep more easily. A great bedtime routine might be a bath or a shower, you know, their pajamas, one or two bedtime stories, or specific reading time for older children before tucking them in for the night. I do suggest that you don't have books go into the bed with your child. So when we're getting into preschooler plus ages, we often see children wanting to read for a while after the parents leave the room. If you're okay with that and you've established a really good specific boundary of a couple of pages or one chapter, that's fine. You just want to be careful about leaving books in bed with your child because your child might then end up just reading for a really long time and having a really late bedtime and not getting the rest they need. So in general, I would suggest you read together as a family or for an older child, you give them a specific amount of reading time after you've left the room and then you go back to their room after that specific time and you let them know it's time for lights out. We're not just reading for an indefinite period of time and getting overtired. Turn off technology is a really big tip. Limit television, video games, other screen time during the day and turn it off entirely at least one hour before bed. Grownups, that goes for you too. The bright lights that are emitted from electronic screens can actually inhibit the production of melatonin. And melatonin is the naturally occurring hormone that rises and helps us fall asleep at our normal bedtime. So these screens can inhibit that production. It can rev up little brains that should be working on getting proper rest at a time when they should be going to sleep. Now we're just getting their minds going a thousand miles a minute with the colors and the storylines of the show that they're watching. So we want to turn off any screens within an hour of going to bed, ensure there is no technology in your child's room at all. And for older kids, if they have their own cell phone, I suggest implementing a no phone in the bedroom after bedtime policy. The phone goes somewhere else in the house, so we're not tempted to pull it back out and have more screen time after the lights have gone out. And finally, really try not to overschedule. Plan your evenings with proper sleep in mind. A lot of us, my family included, kind of take breaks from those extracurricular activities in the summer. We just enjoy time with our friends and leave time for, again, cottages, barbecues, camping. But in the fall, we get right back into all of those extracurricular activities. Swim lessons, gymnastics classes, soccer lessons. We get back into that and then it can really bleed into our evenings and inhibit our children from going to bed at a proper age appropriate time. So when planning your evening activities, make sleep a priority. 
count backwards from your child's bedtime to allow time for homework if they have homework, dinner with the family, and other activities that they might be doing. I do suggest eating together as a family whenever possible, so dinner time can also be family time. A lot of parents will express to me that their child has to go to bed so early that they don't feel like they get a lot of time with them between when they finish daycare or school and when they need to go to bed. But if you really sit down together as a family at dinner time with no screens, no distractions, really make that part of your together time, not just a chore that has to be done eating that dinner, but make it about being together as a family because it can be an important time and sometimes the only time that you get together in the evenings amidst all of the other things that are going on. If your child is still quite young, if they are an infant, a toddler, up to four or five years old, and needing an early bedtime, which most children that age do, you know, a four or five-year-old still needs a bedtime of about 7 or 7.30 p.m., consider scheduling extracurriculars like soccer practice and those swim lessons that we were talking about, scheduling those for Saturday or Sunday morning rather than Tuesday or Thursday evening, because that way we can ensure your child's not being overscheduled during the week. They can get to bed at a proper time each night, and they can do those extracurriculars on Saturdays and Sundays during the day when they don't need to be sleeping on Saturday morning. So those are my top tips for getting sleep back on track for the fall. If it's gone a little to the wayside over the summer, don't worry. It has for many of us, myself included. We all take breaks from our regularly scheduled programming over the summer so we can just relax a little bit more, especially if you live in a climate where I live, where you don't get a lot of summer months. You don't get a lot of that beautiful, sunny, warm weather and those months where it's light late into the evening and your days feel longer and you can really enjoy your days. So max that out. Enjoy your last few weeks of summer. Those are the tips for getting things back on track for the fall. I know you can get back on track if you've gotten off track. It's a little bit of scheduling, a lot of consistency, and you can get there. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.